Hello and welcome back to the Regents Pod. My name is James. Thank you for tuning in. And today we have a special guest joining us. We have Katie May with us. Hello. Welcome, welcome. How are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Yeah. Yeah, doing well. Good. Yeah. How are papers going? Um, they go in. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, they're going okay. Um, I've nearly finished uh, this weekend's one, so that's always good. Good. Yeah, that's good. We are current. Actually, we are all currently in yeah. gospels and acts, aren't we? so how have you you found that module um i found it a bit difficult i can't lie Mm -hmm. um especially the first paper like we haven't written one like that before yeah um but i do like researching so i have enjoyed that side of it definitely that's true Mm -hmm. yeah that's good yeah i think it's quite a struggle for other people because one of the options for our art paper was looking at either a painting or looking at a film and so i think for the performing arts students it was kind of a easy yeah. way in because we were like oh yeah we can use this book to reference and stuff like that so I quite enjoyed that but I can understand that it can be quite a challenge for people who strictly want to do theology stuff yeah, um, yeah. Mm. I was struggling a bit because me and art like I, I like art but only if it looks nice mm. I just look mm. at it and I think oh that looks nice mm. and then to be honest I don't really give it much of a second thought but then it was asking me like oh how can you analyse this and I thought oh I've got a proper, <laughs> yes. proper strap down and, yeah. and get my uh, yeah. get my thinking hat on. So, but yeah. it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. It's good. Not too bad. Yeah. Um, what's been your favourite module so far? So you're in your second year. Yeah. After first year, you completed it. So well uh, done. Yeah, <laughs> we got we all got through first year. Yeah. Um, I really liked Christian doctrine last year okay. with um, mm. Jonathan Black. That was really mm. interesting. Mm. Um, but I also enjoyed we did culture and context. For one of our youth modules so we got to look at well because I was context last year got to look at my hometown and just look at statistics so it was really interesting to like mm. see what it's like um mm. back home and yeah I just really liked that that is interesting awesome. that's cool yeah. so for just some of the people who are listening in that might not know yeah. what is context because correct me if I'm wrong mm. have we had someone from context on here I don't think we have no, no. this will be the first well, so it's an honour. <laughs> um, so basically, you, you study in your context, which is your home. And I was working with my home church, uh, doing the youth work. So I got to come here once every five weeks and see all you guys, which was always fun, and do the lecture week. And then I would go home and do the rest from home and submit the assignments from home. Um, and it was really good because it suited me well last year, but mm-hmm. um, it's definitely hard. Yeah, um, yeah. So like find the motivation but also like you don't have the library mm-hmm. um and you don't have like you can't just go up to people and ask what they're doing or ask lecturers as easy as you can when you're on campus so mm-hmm. it was really yeah. good because it fitted the purpose last year but i think i'm definitely enjoying it more this year being on site yeah. yeah yeah i can definitely understand that it's a massive change um, mm. I suppose when you came every five weeks it would be something new happened on site and so yeah. you had to get filled in with all the information so yeah. it can be you know, quite a different experience definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. what have been some of the, the perks of being on campus this year? Um, just having everyone like literally down the corridor from you at any time right. of the day because I think contacts can become quite lonely because um, you're either working in church or you're at home and nobody else around you is kind of doing the same thing so it can be kind of lonely. So just the fact that when I'm writing essays or I'm struggling with something, I can go down 
and knock on someone's door and be mm. like, oh, hey, how, how are you doing with this essay? Like, what, what have you done? Um, that's a massive perk and just, just the fun we all have, like mm-hmm. the random yeah. Morrisons and McDonald's trips we <laughs> yeah. all take. Um, yeah. yeah, just, I think the general chaos of on-site living is mm. really funny. Like, mm. I enjoy yeah, it. Definitely. Yeah, and yeah. particularly, it would be different for from other universities, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. How do you think yeah. that the... Um, kind of community feel is is like on, yeah. on site i think it's really good like we all it's like when we go to dinner it doesn't matter who you sit by you are always talking with someone yeah. um and i like the age range especially in first year there's quite a big age range mm, of those who yeah. are living on site yeah so you kind of get knowledge and wisdom from people and you just get to learn more about everyone which i love because i think i'm a little bit nosy but in like a loving way i just want to know about people <laughs> Um, but there's a real sense of community. Um, I'm sure you see on group on our group chats, like if someone needs something, there's always somebody there to help mm. or someone who's able. Yeah. Um, and I personally love helping, so I, I love being able to help in the community as well. Sure, that's cool. Yeah. Has there been any standout conversations in the dining room that you've had? No Ooh. theological debates. Or <laughs> I can't. I can't say I'm always part of the theological debates because <laughs> usually it's either at breakfast or at dinner where it's just not a, I'm not I'm not up for yeah. it. <laughs> um, I listen to them. I'm just always part of them. Yeah. But I think just learning more about people and yeah. hearing their testimonies is always mm-hmm. such a good one because at dinner it just comes out in such a natural way. Um, I think it was the other week me and Brooke were talking and it was like the first proper conversation I'd had with him aside from like meeting him on intro week mm-hmm. um and that was really good just to know a bit more about him and i've had some great conversations with raf um he's just a legend let's be fair um and yeah there's not there's not one time i go and i think oh, i didn't have a great conversation mm. like it's often really good sometimes really loud yeah um but it's often really good yeah it's cool yeah. And then you are from the sunny valleys <laughs> of wales isn't that right yeah how um, does the kind of the view how does it change from from the valleys to here um i've got to say and it it does pain me to admit it is kind of on par with my view back home (laughs) okay um a bit of me dies each time i've got to admit that um but i'm very blessed back home that where i live it is i'm in the middle of a mountain so it's it's very very pretty so i guess coming up here is a nice way because yes i'm in england and that's a sore subject really but it is it's a lot like back home like Malvern reminds me a lot of Brecon um so yeah it is it's kind of like a home away from home but it's definitely different to the valleys yeah, yeah. yeah. well that's nice well I think it's time that we go into lists and twists if you're new and don't know what lists and twists is it's a little segment that we have here on the Regents pod where we ask our guests to list um from a topic uh, and then we throw in a little twist there to see if their opinion changes on that list. So, Katie, your list is your top three favourite books and, and why as well. Mm, you a big a reader, Katie? I'm not a massive reader. Okay. But I suppose we've all got to say the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's nice. a pretty good there book. We go. well um, but they, I'm trying to think of the author and I can't remember. Her good name is like Alice. Olsen or something mm-hmm. she wrote she writes like young adults novels mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and there was one she wrote called Solitaire that was pretty good cool. um, I'm trying to think of another one um, what was another one I read 
Um, I had a devotional given to me a couple of years ago that is a year-long devotional, but it may have taken me a little bit longer than a year to do, <laughs> um, by Max Licardo. Um, it's just like 360-day, that's 65-day devotions, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty good. Well, I mean, that's yeah. commitment. Yeah, whole year. yeah, it it it's it found over two, but <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> you know, okay. I eventually got there. Mm. Well, um, the twist that we have for you, it could be a little bit difficult mm. with your top book that you list. Yeah, the top the the twist was if you only read from one author, mm. who would it be? Now, I guess if you said God, yeah, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. No, but I suppose if we take that one out of it, mm-hmm. um, it would probably it is close. But I really do like the way Max Licardo writes things, because mm-hmm. um, he simplifies it without you feeling kind of stupid. Oh, that's very and clever. Since I don't have a great deal of background knowledge, I find it really handy mm-hmm. to like just get that basic. Um, and he gives you a lot of food for thought kind of thing. Sure, so it's yeah. um, some good thinking yeah, that he yeah, gives. Yeah. So I would probably obviously next to the Bible, but if we took that out the equation, I feel like Max Licardo would be would be nice. number one. Mm. Don't think I've read any of that. No, I haven't. Yeah, with your like library studies as well, being on site, do you think that that's sort of helpful to read books? Do you think that's... Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. easier to go in person and read books yeah. than on Pelago. Like, yeah. Pelago is great, mm. um, but it's really hard sometimes. I don't know if you guys find it hard to kind of sit there and read a big chunk on Pelago. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Whereas like, it's handy with the library. You can go in yeah. and look at it and just get where you want to be in the book quicker than on yeah. Lego, to be honest. I think, I think it's more difficult to like get into a book. Yeah. 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 If you're reading it online. Yeah, I don't that's know. true. I don't know why that would be. Yeah. I also think for the library here, because there's such a massive collection, mm. I am very confident in knowing that one of the books will have what I need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's so, got to be something. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. I do like that. Yeah. Oh, very, very nice. Mm. Well, I think that takes us on to the uh, kind of main chunk of the podcast. We're just kind of just getting to know you, Katie, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just hearing a little bit about your testimony and um, anything that you'd like to share. Yeah. And we'd just love to hear, hear from you and hear more about who you are. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so I haven't been a Christian for all that long, only about three, three years? Yeah, three, three and a half years. Um, I became Christian in lockdown, which is apparently like really weird for some people <laughs> to hear. Really? Um, yeah, so... I didn't I don't come from a faith based household like um I you know my parents are amazing um and raised me with good morals and my siblings were good morals but we if you could find a family to be so neutral on religion it would be mine we didn't own a bible and we you know celebrated Christmas celebrated Easter I knew the Jesus of Christmas and Easter mm-hmm. but beyond that I knew nothing um and then in 2019 I was diagnosed with cancer so I'd bone cancer and that was really rough mm. and the treatment was really really aggressive and it got to the point a few times where it was very close to me losing my life and there was one time that I was in hospital I'd been there for about 12 weeks at this point in the same place I think I was going slightly mad um, and things were going very wrong at this point and I remember it was just me in this room I remember thinking there's got to be more to life than this like I'm going through this suffering 
but what for like why is it happening um and then a lot of other things happened that I was like okay I got through it and but there has to be more I was focused on this idea that I've got through it against all medical knowledge like even now they can't really explain how I'm still here which is slightly scary to think (laughs) um but because they threw every sort of treatment at me and kind of everything that could have gone wrong went wrong in that like year period of my life and I just remember thinking if in one of those moments where it was I very nearly lost my life if this is the end where am I going because I had no knowledge in my mind I was probably going to hell because I didn't know God I'd never prayed I'd never read a bible um I was like right that's it like I've got nowhere to go and so I kind of made this promise to myself that I was like right if I make it through this and maybe it was a promise to God and I just didn't realize as well um but I remember thinking I was just in this room by myself and I was like right if I make it through this then I gotta give this whole religion thing a go like I've got to, I've got to at least hear your evidence yeah, yeah. and see where it goes um and I did <laughs> thankfully <laughs> And, but then as soon as I kind of got better, um, lockdown hit, which mm. was great because I'd already been in a year of isolation. So it was, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I reached out to someone I knew who'd grown up with my older siblings and I knew she was the youth leader of a local church. And I sort of reached out and I said, look, I know it's lockdown, but are you guys doing anything? she was like yeah yeah we're doing something online which for me at the time was ideal because back home in Wales I was on the vulnerable list so I wasn't allowed out my house even in my garden for like 12 weeks um so I was very restricted as to what I could do um and of course I was still really really unwell um I wasn't able to walk so I was also restricted that I couldn't actually get out my house anyway um so it was ideal for me to join on zoom and I kind of joined with them and started talking about this God that loves them and you know that Jesus died for their sins and he suffered their pains and after the year I'd had I was like so you're telling me that this Jesus guy has gone through all that I've just gone through and he made it through and like there is more to life and Mm. it was kind of a gradual there wasn't like this big moment where I felt the voice of God and thought yeah that's it um it's kind of gradual to where I was like I like this like this this is what I kind of want in my life and this is looking back what I've been missing for so long and obviously it it explained a lot to me personally of how I managed to get through these times because I later found out that um, a lot of people in my church were praying for me even though they didn't know me because we're such a small um, community a lot of them actually lived around by me like like about 80% of the church which still blows my mind Mm. so they'd seen me and my family going in and out the house, going to hospitals, looking sicker and sicker, and um, and a few family f- family friends that I wasn't really in contact with but knew throughout my life, um, were part of the church. So I had a lot of people lifting me up in prayer before I even knew. Wow. So um, it was at that moment I was like, right, okay, God, I believe you. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll do yeah. it. Um, and yeah, just from there, it has gone from from thing to thing. Like it's. God has brought me through, still is bringing me through so much, but has blessed me in so many ways through like a year, well, 
obviously not a year ago because we were a year a year ago but you know before applying to regents I didn't know bible college was a thing and I didn't know Malvern existed no I don't um, think anyone did <laughs> no I didn't know this place existed um so yeah sometimes I look back and I think like God has blessed me with so much through my just and I've never looked back and regretted like, taking that big step and mm. in my family it was quite a big step because none of them believe in it mm-hmm. so it was kind of like what are you on about and it, it yeah. still is they still don't quite get it um what do they think of you being at bible college um mm. it took a lot of convincing i can't lie yeah. um they were like obviously slightly concerned because they're your parents they love you um and it's very much not the norm no, no. <laughs> um so we did a lot of research i, lo- I looked through with them and they were like well if it makes you happy then do it um and yeah and i think as soon as we came for the interview they became more and more relaxed about it and yeah they they're pretty happy with it now um it's still not very conventional for them but um they're extremely supportive even if they don't fully understand it which i guess is what you love about parents isn't it yeah no that's fantastic Mm. yeah well well, thank you that was really powerful and really fantastic and great to hear yeah wow really cool how, how did it feel being, being back there in the hospital was it was there a moment where you thought not even let me rephrase that yeah. looking back yeah you might be able to think oh I, I can see god in that but was there a time in the moment where you thought oh something something out of the ordinary is happening here like something yeah. different's happening right now yeah, there were a couple of times actually. Um, so I had to make, I turned 18 a couple of months before um, I was scheduled to have an operation to rebuild my leg. So they were going to rebuild it from the inside, go and like basically replace the bone that had the cancer with metal work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't work because the treatment didn't work as aggressive as it was. So that was really discouraging. But then when it came to making the decision, I had two weeks because <laughs> um, I was very much on borrowed time and um, so it was a bit frantic trying to get everything sorted and he basically told me he was like look I can try I can try and you know do what we planned and save your leg but he says ultimately I think it's not going to be good and I remember thinking and I was like I don't like at the age of 18 yeah like how my friends are deciding what universities to go to I'm sat in my house thinking I've just got to make the undoubtedly one of the biggest decisions I'm going to make in my life Mm -hmm. not knowing if it would actually work yeah not knowing if I'd actually survive it um but I think that was maybe one of the first times I want to say prayed but I you know it was probably very basic I didn't really know what I was doing. I know you you started with like, dear God, an end with amen. Yeah. I don't quite know what I said in between. So <laughs> basically, I didn't really have many people to talk to because no one's really been in this situation. It's quite a unique one. And mm. my family are very attached, obviously. So it was hard. And so I decided to speak to God about it. <laughs> and looking back, it was definitely him because I can't describe the peace I had the morning of that operation. Wow. Like, I knew that I was going down to this operating theatre and I was coming back. I was going to look a whole lot different. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how much leg I was going to lose. They weren't really? sure. Yeah, so they right. thought they were going to keep a lot more than I now have. Oh, wow. Right. Um, so I knew I would never have a knee, but um, as to how high up it would go, 
was a bit of a mystery. Mm. So that was that was a shock. Um, yeah. But I remember my mum was with me and she was obviously a bit panicked and she said things that they do make me laugh now. She was like, it's not a bad haircut. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't grow back. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I know, ma'am, I, I know. And understandably, the surgeons made sure that I was sure in my decision. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just can't describe the peace that I felt um, going down. Like my parents were obviously very stressed and worried because I'm their child. And I think anyone would be. Yeah. But I was there. And I just remember being like, I'm, I'll be fine. Like I, I just had this piece of the surpassed understanding, like, like we promised that we get. Um, and in the moment, I didn't know that that was God, but definitely looking back, I was like, yeah, mm. he was definitely in there, yeah, which was wow. awesome. Did all the treatment affect your studying at the time? Did that have um, an implication on your work? Or? Yeah, so I was in my last year of A-levels and I was about six weeks away from finishing school completely. Right. Um, so I can't lie, I was very frustrated that I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I may have argued with my oncologist first time I met him. Well, when I say argued, just like debated with him, being like, <laughs> look, I finish in six weeks, can I? And then I'll come and... Because I thought, I've I've lived with it in my body for so long, like surely mm. another couple of weeks. Um, and he was like, no, you can't. You don't really have that time. And I was like okay I got you (laughs) um so it did disrupt my studies um I was very lucky my school um had some great teachers that really fought hard with the examining board to get my grades Mm -hmm. because some subjects I took were 100% exam so it was hard for them Mm -hmm. to like find the evidence Mm -hmm. um so it did it was a massive disruption um because I also had a place in Cardiff University to do primary school teaching um and I did defer that a few times and then realised that physically it just wasn't possible. So I suppose it still, it still kind of disrupts it. Mm-hmm. it. I've still got limits in some ways. But yeah, I suppose, again, looking back, it's God because now thinking of it, if I'd hadn't, if that hadn't happened to me, I'd now be a qualified primary school teacher and I wouldn't really know God. Mm. So um, although I struggle sometimes academically, and that is down to some of the treatment, because um, it does affect, you know, your abilities to do things. Um, I do thank God that He's brought me to Regents, and you know, the the fun times we have here and the, the yeah. things we learn. Yeah. You just never get them anywhere else. I don't think. Yeah. That's true. So after Regents, mm. would you ever consider going back to Cardiff mm. to do to do the teaching? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm hopefully going to do placement in a primary school this year. Wow. Um, okay. So. I, I think I would never write schools off completely. Mm-hmm. I just don't think I could be a teacher that was like in front of the class all day. And especially with little ones because they just run around everywhere. I'd be scared <laughs> that I would like trip and fall over someone. Yeah. And especially because back then I really had a heart for, and I suppose I definitely still do, special education. Um, mm. And of course that can get quite physical at times. And I've had to come to the realisation that I can do a lot of things in life, but there are some things that mm. I'm not going to be able to do. Um, but yeah, my hope is that maybe after Regents, I would work in a school, but more on a support level for the children. Like, um, just, you know, that kind of support work that you have in schools that kind of takes you out and talks to you and sees how you're doing. Um, I think that would be, that's that's the plan so far. <laughs> but who knows, God, God's plan might be completely different. It's true, yeah. 
Never really know. Yeah. No, and I suppose we still got pretty much two years left. Yeah. Of reading, I <laughs> so much can happen in that time. Yeah. It is a very exciting prospect, really. It is. So, yeah. yeah. Is there anything you're particularly looking forward to for the rest of Regents? Um, I think just living in the community. Sure. Um, because it's, it's only been a little over a month, so I feel yeah, like I've true. finally settled in. Yeah. So. Um, Feels like I'm, you've been here a lot longer. Yeah. But I suppose yeah. that's because you were here occasionally last year. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of always hang out with you guys last year. Yeah. Couldn't really get mm. rid of me. <laughs> you live with me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just looking forward to learning more and gaining some more experience with youth work outside of churches yeah. um, was my yeah. aim this year and next year. Because yeah. um, also what's really cool is I was treated in the Teenage Cancer Trust and they have youth workers for every ward. Yeah. And so, like looking into that opportunity as well mm-hmm. over the next two years would yeah and just really grow in my faith as well because like i said i came here with a very basic knowledge so occasionally yeah, i feel yeah. like i'm a hundred steps behind everyone um but it has you know it's, it's a deep dive definitely yeah, like it's yeah. from zero to a hundred but mm-hmm. it has really deepened, deepened my knowledge and understanding and yeah it's i just love it i love learning so yeah. Yeah. are you on the youth track katie I am. Oh, very nice. The best track. The other one. I'm not sure I can agree. That needs to go for, up for debate, I think. <laughs> yeah, not sure about that. How has that been? What is it like being on the youth track? Um, it is so fun. Mm. Um, and it's definitely a good um, like mix with the theology lectures that we do. Like, mm. for instance, we've just done Gospel and Acts, which has been mm-hmm. quite deep, quite like information and research based and just a lot to take in. And whereas like my next module is a youth one, so it's, there's still as much information, but it's just a completely different side of it. Mm. So I just like the the difference between the two. Um, and I've always had a heart for children and I never thought I'd have a heart for young people because I used to think they just come with all their drama in, <laughs> in comp and, you know, girls just always fall out and boys are always fighting. Um, Boy, was I wrong? I <laughs> love youth. I miss all my young people who are back home. Um, but I have a real heart for young people, and you know, it's hard the world they live in now. Mm. And so, just thinking that even the little things that you do could help them, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can have a real impact on young people, and we don't even know. So, I tend mm. to think of that, and yeah, just that's cool. A good one. So your next module is a youth module. Yeah. That starts in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Next well, week. Well, it's not next week. It's yeah. Next week. It does. What What module is that? Um, it's professional development two. Oh. So. Okay. Um, it's predominantly our placement one. Mm-hmm. Um. So hopefully my placement will be sorted by then. <laughs> yeah. So I can start, but um, I don't know too much about it yet. I know that we mm. have to deliver six sessions over the year. And um, like work with young people and get hours in, and I think we we just kind of learn more about how young people are like about social media and the world that they live in and what like we're not that much older than them really, mm. but you would be surprised the difference of how we grew up to how they're growing up now, right. um so that's always interesting to learn and just kind of realize how quickly children are growing up these days. Um, I think that struck me last year in one of our modules that children are getting older at a younger age mm-hmm. um, so like whereas I didn't have a phone until I was about 14 I think and like mm. 
so I was quite young for a while um, and now you see like 10 year olds with the same phones that we've yeah, got and I'm yeah, like yeah. wow um, so I like that about the youth modules as well that we really take a deep dive into the young people's culture now in comparison to how we all grew up mm-hmm. that's really interesting yeah definitely yeah. has there any, been any other revelations that you've sort of picked out from learning that stuff um, I don't know I feel like while I was on placement last year I had a very small group I had five girls um, who were all part of the same friendship group so my worry was if I lose one of them I'm not going to have a youth group <laughs> so every week was a blessing and I've later year that they did come back after the summer so I'm very thankful but um, I suppose it came like a lot of the time I would be speaking and I would feel like it wasn't going in they would be really distracted and I would go home a little bit discouraged and I'd just be like am I doing the right thing and then we were doing some sort of little craft with them the one week and one of them and I always ask them at the end of the sessions um, we're going to pray like do any of you want prayer for anything and eventually I got them to pray for things for each other mm. so it would be good I would just open the prayer they would do it and then someone else would close and um, for this one time one of the girls turned around and oftentimes the prayer request would be for us to win our netball games for us to win our rugby games to be in the same class as next year and just little bits like that mm-hmm. um, so I thought well yeah I guess we can um, but one week one of the girls turned around and said I just want prayer that everyone in the world would be happy oh. and I don't know why it really struck me and I was like yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's th- those kind of revelations where you feel like nothing is going in and you feel like oh they're just not understanding it like yeah. what am I doing wrong and then you get those little moments with them and it, it is just the biggest encouragement ever that mm. it is going in they just they have their own way of processing it yeah. again they're different to us Mm. Um, which makes us sound old but we're not that old <laughs> um, but yeah it's moments like that I really treasure from last year's youth mm. week mm. cool and if by any miraculous chance that they were listening to the podcast right now Katie <laughs> what would you like to say to them um, well I guess I could send it to them but whether they would listen is another thing that's true we'll but I would out. like to say that I'm very proud of them and I'm very much looking forward to seeing them in the summer because I pains me to admit it I actually miss them even though they scream and they're really loud I really miss them every Wednesday so yeah oh that's lovely <laughs> yeah <laughs> within like the next let's say five years is there yeah. an area you would like to grow in maybe like spiritually yeah well that's a good one um I think I would say just working on that base knowledge that I have to kind of mm. get to the place where some of you guys are at now yeah. in five years like just knowing scripture a lot more like I am the world's worst for saying a, a passage and being like I think it's in this part of the bible or I always get the numbers the wrong way around every time well, it's easy to um, <laughs> so I think one of my biggest goals is to have a good lot of memory verses and mm. um, even though I don't have a good memory but it's a goal um, but I think just growing my relationship with God nice. and to just be more trusting in the hard times because sometimes mm. when things come about and you know they're not necessarily in the plan that I had or they just throw a spanner in the works 
Yeah. Um, I can often forget about God and just maybe not pray that day or like just mm-hmm. get a little bit frustrated being yeah. like, come on now, like this can't be. Um, so I think to grow in that aspect of just being more trusting and fully giving it all to God mm-hmm. when it's hard, because um, that is also very hard to do. But it is definitely um, something I think is good to work on because yeah. then you're just... It, he's there because he wants to know yeah. and he wants to lift that burden off you yeah. um so it's that that practice of just letting him in to yeah, every yeah. aspect of your life which yeah. is kind of scary but definitely something i want to work on in the next five years mm. that's fantastic that's very good. Yeah. i think we can all get behind those goals to be honest yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're good goals to have yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll join you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. set the standard yeah. yeah definitely um one thing that we ask all of our guests when we talk mm. to them is um, a little bit like you mentioned do you have a favourite verse of the Bible mm. or, or something that recently has been something to think about yeah I do actually and it's one I turn to quite a lot and it's I hope I get this from the right way around <laughs> I think it's Matthew six twenty six, and it's the do not worry passage um, and it's great in whatever translation you read it in um, but I so my first language is Welsh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a Welsh Bible and I read it in there the other week and it was just amazing. It, it took on a whole new meaning. It had the same basis of, you know, if God provides for the lilies in the field and the birds in the sky, then why on earth are we worrying? Which is like the main point of it. It's like, why do we worry? Because mm-hmm. God is the provider. He will give us all that we need um, and he won't put us in a situation where we won't be able to yeah. deal with it. Um, but it was the end part of this passage in the Welsh translation, kind of when you take it back to English, says mm. like, um, why do you worry? Um, for tomorrow will worry for itself and you'll cross that bridge when you get to it. Which yeah. I hadn't read in any other translation. Mm-hmm. And it was just one that struck me that like, why do we worry for tomorrow? Because it's not here yet. No, we no. don't need to worry about it. We just need to be in the moment with God and he's got the rest. Yeah. Um, so that is one passage I always turn to. Um, and yeah, it's one that I give to a lot of people as well. If they yeah. worry, and I'm like, don't worry. Like it literally says in the Bible, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's often a comfort. Brilliant. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, we are approaching the end of our podcast. So thank you very much for joining. It's been a really good time. I think it has, yeah. Yeah, thank a lot. you. Um, and it's just so awesome to hear how good God is it's just never gets old it's always good <laughs> no. um, so yeah so I'll pray and then we'll finish it off but yeah so Father we thank you for Katie thank you for Ben thank you for just this whole podcast that we can really share testimonies we can really hear about what you're doing in people's lives Lord it's really great to be, to be just encouraged and just see your name lifted high Lord mm. we just thank you Lord that you just are always the provider you always make a way where there might seem that there's no way Father and I just pray that you just continue to work in our lives and Lord just see you new every single day in Jesus name Amen Amen Amen, amen. so thank you everyone that has tuned in and, and listened or watched thank you so much for your support if you would like to subscribe, then please do <laughs> or drop a like and um, make sure to look out for any future podcasts that will be coming your way. Yeah. We will see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.